Hello and welcome to Behind the Chair with myself, Lauren Garfit, professional hair and makeup artist. This is the podcast with a guest that I bring along where I talk about all things hair and makeup, the good, the bad and the ugly. And this week, my guest is Zoe. Zoe is a business mentor and a hair and makeup artist. Zoe's been my business mentor for about two years. And I've personally learned a lot of invaluable information from her. She's also a talented hair and makeup artist. And she specializes in like editorial, natural, bringing out the very natural, no makeup makeup look. Um, And she also has a very special talent when it comes to business. She's helped hundreds of makeup artists with their businesses and mindset, making this industry a better and more supportive place. So please welcome my guest today, Zoe. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I don't know why I feel, I feel quite nervous. <laughs> yeah, I feel, I feel a little bit nervous. And also it was making me laugh because when you said, oh, um, you know, she, she does that, that no makeup, makeup look, I'm thinking, well, that's exactly how I've arrived today. So, hello. <laughs> no makeup. Love it. You're repping the no makeup makeup and you do it beautifully. So you're Thank all good. You. Um, so I'm just going to jump in straight into, I've got some questions. I've actually been really excited to ask you these questions because I think that you speak really honestly and you are just who you are and there's like no apologizing for it. And that is one of the reasons why I joined your business mentor and we'll talk more about it and I'll explain more about it but anyways so first question Zoe please tell me your story all about you and why you got into helping other makeup artists oh gosh we're gonna be hit Lauren this podcast should we give people a warning that this might be the longest podcast ever I'll try my give me the short story (laughs) I'll try and give you the short version okay so I've been a hair and makeup artist for the past 14 years Uh, predominantly started out in fashion and commercial I worked with lots of big brands uh, loved it loved being on set Uh, but then when I moved to Essex I was just sort of struggling with the the back-breaking travel and you know ferrying my kit around and I just felt like I, I wanted something else something that was going to be um, stimulating in terms of hair and makeup but just was also a bit easier in terms of um, not having to carry around my kit as much maybe something a little bit more fulfilling not that you know the fashion side wasn't fulfilling but it's 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 mostly about aesthetics which lol we are hair and makeup artists it's to do with aesthetics but I just wanted something a bit more fulfilling so then I took the step into uh, building up a bridal business. Now, you know all about this as a bridal hair and makeup artist or bridal makeup artist. I absolutely loved it. I loved every second of building that business. I loved my clients. I loved doing both the, the wedding side and the fashion and commercial side. They sort of worked really well together. And the business grew quickly. And I believe it grew quickly because I was loving it. I just absolutely loved it. I fully embraced you know, my style, which was quite funny, actually, because being based in Essex, what do you naturally assume is going to come to mind when you think of Essex hair and makeup? (laughs) We think orange skin um, and just, you know, over the top hair and makeup. Um, And as you probably know, that is just not my style, not my vibe at all. Um, And I believe that because I embraced what I wanted as, as a bride to be and what I thought, you know, my clients might want in terms of embracing something a bit more natural, a bit more stripped back. 
I believe that's why my business grew, grew so quickly because I niched down so quickly. And obviously off the back of that, other hair and makeup artists started to go, hmm, how did you do this? How do you feel so confident showing up without makeup? How have you managed to get this client? How has this happened? How have you got that campaign? And I got so many questions in the end that I was like, you know what, actually, I'm gonna start doing some training. So I offered one-to-one -one, uh, training in hairstyling, in makeup, and I absolutely love the education side. And off the back of that, I was like, hang on a minute, maybe I could step into education as well. And then pretty much that is how the Vibe was born. So the Vibe is an educational platform for hair and makeup artists or for anyone in the beauty industry really that wants a community, a safe space to learn, grow, um, share jobs, uh, learn about, you know, embracing your authentic self so that, you know, you can actually enjoy business. You know, I think we've been fed over the years all this narrative about hustle, 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 reach these targets, do this, do that, a whole cookie cutter style marketing process. And the way that my business grew so quickly was that I went against that. I, I did what I thought felt good for me. Um, and I believe, and we've seen the results from people stepping into what feels good for them, that their business can grow and, and they can feel good whilst growing it, you know, without it feeling forced, without it feeling, you know, sticky or icky. And so, yeah, that is how the vibe began. And that is how I am here today. Was that a short enough story of how to go? Oh, we got I, think, I mean, I think that was pretty perfect. And just to like add to what you literally just said about makeup artists um, sort of growing into their own. Yeah. I do find that like, although I feel like everyone on the vibe sort of gets along with each other, we're all very, very different yeah. in our own like different ways. And we all have quite a different style and like different personalities as well. But it's yeah. nice that you've been able to help bring that out in people. Yeah, and I think, do you know what? It's a really interesting point that you say that, Lauren. It is a real diverse mix of hair and makeup artists within the community. But our one uh, core thing that kind of draws us together is that we are celebrating ourselves, embracing ourselves, and therefore we're able to embrace others because there's no expectations. I don't expect you to show up in a certain way. You don't expect me to show up in a certain way. And I think that that energy sort of is the attraction of the community. You know, people can show up and just not feel too judged about what they're sharing. You know, I want it to feel like a safe, open space for people to ask questions and for us to all chip in and help. And I think, you know, I am really proud of what we've built. And more so than that, I'm really proud of the type of people that we've managed to attract to the membership, yourself included, obviously. Um, because, you know, everyone is just embracing themselves. And it's amazing seeing the growth off of the back of that. Yeah, I mean, you should give yourself a big pat on the back. Um, <laughs> I also really, and I, we've said this, we've had this conversation before, but like, I always say to you how good you are at the business side of things, you know, as women as well, not just creatives, but as women, we tend to be a little bit like, I'm going to generalize here, but we tend to apologize a little bit for the business side of stuff, yeah. like finances and all the, you know, the we icky bits don't we? Yeah. Say that again. Sorry, I missed what you said. We can bury our head in the sand a little bit with, with the business side of things. Yeah. Confidence. How, how did you get good at that? And do you think there's a secret? Like, what do you think that secret was to getting good at that? This is going to sound really cliche, and I'm sorry in advance, but I genuinely believe that 
it comes down to being brave, experimenting, and accepting the fact that you are gonna fail at points. You're gonna try things and they're not gonna work, but you're gonna dust yourself off, you're gonna get yourself up, and you're gonna try something else. Um, I have always been a bit of a go-getter. It's inherently part of who I am. I've always just gone, you know what, I'm gonna do it, almost just to prove my, to myself, and you know, that negative voice that we get sometimes, it's like, you can't do it, you can't do it. I've always had this thing of like, right, screw you then, stupid negative voice, I'm gonna prove you. You're fooling, you're fooling like, really funny at the funniest time <laughs> what did it do because you were like doing a silly voice but your phone also did like a silly noise <laughs> can I also just say one thing that is not great with my business is the tech side of things even before we jumped on this this call I have issues with tech all the time um but back to you know back to is there a secret source no, I don't believe there is a secret source, but I think if you're going to go into business, you have to be brave. You have to be willing to put yourself out there. Um, and it's a lot easier to put yourself out there if you know who you are. Hence why the whole ethos of the vibe is really kind of getting down to the nitty gritty of who you are. Because if you know who you are and what you like and what you want and your strengths and your weaknesses, you can grow and you can evolve. Um, and that is how business growth happens. You know, you're brave enough to put yourself out there authentically. You're going to attract the people that love you and you're going to get rid of the people that don't. And, you know, it's accepting the fact that there are going to be some people out there that don't align with what you do. And yeah, it can suck. And actually it can be quite painful when that happens. You know, we get clients that don't want to book us. We might try out you know, a launch, a launch a new product or service and it absolutely falls flat on its arse, you know, things like that happen, but that is life, you know? Is it again? Oh. <laughs> it, it did jump again, but it's all right. I, I still heard what you said, but I'm laughing at you saying flat on its arse instead of flat on its face. <laughs> yeah, well, you know me, it's going to go straight in. Any any opportunity for a swear word, I will, I will definitely, you know, jump on that. Um, oh, I'm all for the swearing, it's all <laughs> But, you know, things go wrong. And I think that you, when you run a business, you have to accept that there's going to be an element of failure. And if you can learn from that failure, then you can grow. Um, and I genuinely believe that that is my secret. And, you know, I'm still making lots of mistakes now on this journey to wherever I want to go. Um, but I'm able to look back now and go, oh, what I did then was, was good. And I, I want everybody else to be on that journey as well. We're all on different timelines. We all want different things but we're all giving it a go. And um, that, is, that, is, that is the secret. That is how, that is how you grow. You, you keep learning, you keep experimenting and you keep dusting yourself off. So yeah, that's, that's the secret. I'm sorry if you wanted it to be like a special formula, but um, the special formula is, is being you and in experimenting and not being afraid to fail. No, I think that's really good advice. Also, on a side note to that, how did you discover who you were? And any tips for that? Do you know what? I've been on a bit of a journey, Lauren. It's been a it's been a big, bloody journey. Um, I've always struggled with embracing who I am. Ironically, uh, especially as a kid, I was always told I was too much, too loud, too bossy, too much of this, too much of that. And I dialed that down for quite a long time, where I'd feel quite embarrassed. Um, you know, especially 
being a hair and makeup artist and not being overly feminine, um, people were always very confused about that as well. I'm more of a bit, you know, I love girly things, obviously, but I would say that I'm probably a bit more of a tomboy and I've, I always have been. Um, so I've always been, you know, told to be put in a box, you know, be, be this instead, don't do that, do this. Um, so it's been a journey and I would say, do you know what's interesting, and I've been very open about this, but when um, I had my fertility journey, and I started that process of failing terribly at something that I couldn't control, it really made me stop and evaluate, okay, what is it here that I want? What is the block here? You know, am I wanting children because I've been told that I should want children? Or do I want children because that is actually going to make me happy? And I started my whole self journey, my whole mindset journey, that whole spiritual journey came from that. Um, and I believe that's why the vibe has been able to grow quite quickly. And actually, me sharing my fertility story on my bridal Instagram, which was pretty like hanging out your dirty laundry, but I just thought, you know what, I'm struggling right now. And, you know, my clients, there might be other people out, out there that are on a fertility journey as well that might actually get a lot from this, uh, just to know that they're not alone. And I think that was really the catalyst for growth because... Being human, being vulnerable, talking about failures and how you're working to overcome them is one of the most amazing things that you can do, not only for your own self-growth, but also to establish connection, connection with potential friends, potential clients. Um, so I really got to dig deep during that journey, and it's been a seven-year journey. Um, I'm, you know, still haven't reached that that bloody goal of having a child yet. Is it is it there? I don't know, but am I at peace with it now? And, you know, can I embrace other things in my life? Yes. So again, it's that journey of growth and failure, embracing, you know, what is and learning to adapt and evolve to your current situation. Running a business is hard, but running a business is even harder when life happens, you know, and we're all going to experience variations of life being a bit of a dickhead to all of us, you know, whether that be grief, fertility issues, you know, mental health, we're all going to get hit with that. So I'm sorry to go in really deep and philosophical, but it genuinely is how I have established and embraced my authentic self because I've seen so much growth off of the back of that situation. Yeah, I like, no, I love, I love the real talk. That's why, you know, I love That's you because it how it is that's why we're here isn't it we're we're here to we're here to talk we're here to I mean you knew that if you get me on this podcast it's just gonna be I'm gonna tell you my whole life story I'm gonna tell you about my bowels uh, you know I'll probably start talking about my yeah my poo in a minute <laughs> no, but like you know how you said oh I think it's like maybe airing my dirty laundry a bit but I think there's like I think there's a fine line between airing your dirty laundry and sharing your experience in a way that can relate to others yeah. and sharing it honestly and you're like doing it from a place of like this is what I'm going through I'm sharing it because I'm hoping that other people can relate you're doing it from that sort of perspective whereas I know there's plenty of like rubbish on social media and online where I think a lot of it is attention seeking yes um and a lot of it can just be for like hype, you know, just, oh, I just want attention sort of thing, you know, views and like clicks. But I think you do it because you connect. That's how you connect with others. And I think you do it from an honest place. I don't do, think you do it from a place of like, 
like an icky. I hope, I really hope not. I mean, it's obviously really daunting when you're talking about something so personal because, you know, there is an element of, you know, this has been hard and maybe I do want attention, you know, and I, I don't think that that is necessarily a bad thing if the intention behind it, like you say, is genuine and is open and honest and isn't just for clickbait. That, um, I, don't, I don't agree with that at all. But um, I think if you can establish some connection, you can maybe help someone else, then I think... I think it's for the best. And to be honest with you, I'm an oversharer. If someone will meet me for the first time, you know, and I'll probably tell them my whole life story anyway. So it 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 doesn't really, it's not like I'm doing it and I've never spoken about it before. You know, my friend, family, you know, someone I just met in the coffee shop that morning probably knows this story because I am really open. And I think being open and honest for me has been a massive part of my journey and healing and growth. So I, I only see good come of it. And there's going to be people there that are like, shut the hell up. Like, I don't want to hear it, which is absolutely fine. But this goes back to what we were talking about. The people that do resonate with it are my people and they're the people that I can help, that want help. The people that don't want to hear it, that's absolutely fine. They're, they're going to find somebody that they connect with that suits yeah. them, you know, in a better way. But there's been things that you've shared, um, not fertility, because I don't quite relate to that, but other things that you've shared that are personal situations like working within the hair and makeup industry and sort of the not always the good side of it like the yeah. negative side of things and like you've talked about them either on your stories or like in a sort of comedic way on your reels and it's literally made me feel like oh my god I'm not the only one that like feels that way so it's good it's good to like say it and it makes me feel like oh like relief being like oh I'm not like alone so yeah it's good you should yeah. like no but you know it's a very isolating world um, and I think running a business can be incredibly isolating. So we're we're human beings. We're just looking for connection. And I think that has been my whole my whole thing ever since I was born. Probably just I just want to connect. Um, I'm just so desperate to connect. Um, so yeah. So I'd say that that you know going back to your original questions, that probably is is the secret sauce for me personally. I'm not. Yeah. Going, go and air your dirty laundry, go and tell me everything about yourself and share it with your audience. You should only ever do that if it aligns, if it feels good for you, and if the intention is, you know, gonna be helpful. In terms of sharing it on my bridal page, not your average bride, I decided to do that because I I had to explain why I wasn't able to um, be as mobile on certain jobs because when you go through fertility treatment you know, uh, your ovaries are pumped full of hormones and it's incredibly uncomfortable. Um, and so I wasn't able to lift my kit. So I, you know, I kept having to explain to people, I might have to bring an assistant or I might not be myself because I'm a hormonal fricking mess. Um, and in the end I just thought, hang on a minute, I might just, there might be other people on this journey. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna publicly announce that this is what's happening. And, um, yeah, off the back of that, I think that human, relationship that human connection that honesty helped people to be like I like her uh you know she's got swollen ovaries poor thing but I like her. <laughs> uh you know it's just the makeup artist I was looking for one with swollen ovaries <laughs> exactly oh natural oh natural oh swollen ovaries yes please that's the type of girl I want on my wedding day <laughs> that sounds really really painful so 
yeah I'm sorry you went through that <laughs> thank you we're all good. Um, good and if anyone is listening to this that is on a fertility journey sorry just a side note here Lauren but if anybody is struggling or is on that journey my inbox is open please don't suffer alone if you can't tell friends you can't tell family you can tell me oh bless you that's sweet um the vibe is an amazing place going back to talking about the vibe um and I wanted to know where you see the vibe in five ten years yes yeah, a good question Lauren and it's uh an interesting question because I haven't thought that far ahead yet so <laughs> It's a great question and I'm going to try and, this is a really good question for me because this might actually help me with aligning with some goals. The way that I work is very, uh, I don't plan ahead and I've spoken about this on the membership actually in terms of I don't, I never used to open my bridal books too far ahead because I didn't want anything to be set in stone in the future because things change so often and so quickly. So... I guess my goals and what I would really like for the vibe is to it to essentially continue the way that it is. Um, I'd like to host more events and more business retreats, more spiritual retreats, um, more in-person, I'm going to say that word again, but connection. Um, I definitely want to embrace more of that. And I'm really going on this, this journey of um, business coaching at the moment and uh, bringing in human design, which I know we've spoken about a little bit. So for anyone that doesn't know what human design is, it is essentially a energetic blueprint that uses lots of different spiritual modalities, such as astrology, uh, the Hindu chakra system, the Chinese I Ching, and quantum physics. So it all sounds a bit woo and a bit scary and a bit overwhelming, but what I've learned from studying this is that it's just backing up my original message of what I wanted for the vibe in that it's teaching people to really get in touch and embrace their most authentic selves on an energetic level. Um, and that makes people incredibly magnetic. And um, so I guess I would really like to start bringing more of that into the vibe, uh, more wellness, more in-person events, I mean, it literally came up the other day about getting a, uh, a caravan with like good vibes only on it and me doing a tour. Let's see if we can make that happen. Um, so yeah, I guess staying on the same path, I want to keep the membership. I don't want it to, I don't want thousands and thousands of members. I think that would be overwhelming. and I think it'd lose its magic if we did that. But I would like more in-person events, more uh, retreats, more maybe some more programs and courses where I can work with people on like a smaller scale, like a group of four or five people um, and just really kind of get into the nitty gritty. So yeah, basically what I'm doing now, but just on a deeper, a deeper level. Yeah. Um, so the next thing I wanted to ask you about is something that uh, really has angered the community, the hair and makeup community recently. Um, and I just feel like you're probably one of the best people I could ask about this because um, you're such a good advocate for the hair and makeup industry and particularly in the wedding space. I know you know a lot. You've got a lot of experience in that area. And I'm not going to name the company, yeah. um, but there was a website that posted a blog article um, and it was sort of about hair and makeup artists, wasn't it? And I would talk about it and I, I considered like doing a whole podcast about it and like addressing like the points 
um, because this, I mean, you could just talk about it for quite a long time, couldn't you? Um, fucking doorbell. Fucking hate it when Go the doorbell goes off. Hang on. Do you know what it is, Zoe? It's other people's letters. <laughs> it's not even mine. It's not even my parcel. That's why it pisses me off. I feel like you should keep this in the podcast. <laughs> just we'll keep it in. <laughs> I can see we'll how it in. you are. I'm so because do you know why? Because I knew it was gonna happen. <laughs> I just knew. And then I could hear them sort of at the door, like you won't be able to hear it. But oh and he was and I knew it was about to come and I was like, please don't, because I'm like, I'm in the zone talking about a serious subject, and then <laughs> the loud buzzer goes off. Anyways. So back to this business. So this company have written this article. Um and I get a bit like mad and I tend to just like rant and I don't think I make much sense. Whereas I think you are quite articulate and quite diplomatic in your response. So I think you should explain a little bit more about this situation. And I'd love for you to tell me how you feel about it and why you think that this there's some sort of weird underrepresentation and undervalue sometimes. Um as to how we're represented as a you know a, an industry and like yeah yeah okay. so I have a lot to say about this obviously um I take it in my stride to kind of be the voice for hair and makeup artists because you know if you were to start talking about it and shouting about it from an angered space as a hair and makeup artist that could be you know, off-putting to clients, potentially. It might not be, uh, you know, but it, it could be. So I take it upon myself to be the voice and share in a way that does feel fair in that I can sort of see why mistakes like that happen, but also what the hell are you doing? Um, and then that means that you can then share that with your audience so that the message is getting across, but you don't have to feel solely responsible for that message so why do I think this happens this happens so much so often hair and makeup artists are undervalued by other people within our industry whether that be photographers whether that be planners whether that be you know even clients themselves at, at times and that isn't the case for everyone there's a lot of amazing people out there that do value us which is amazing we love you um but why do i think this happens i think it's because we are a predominantly female industry and i think as women we have very low self-esteem and low confidence because of the patriarchy. Um, you know, we have been told that our little job of making people look nice isn't a serious thing to do. It doesn't, you know, serve any real purpose. You know, it's like a hobby. If you were told that enough times, eventually you start to believe it, which is why I believe that I want to step in and remind people that you are still a business owner. Yeah, you're doing something you, you you enjoy, but that doesn't mean that you're not valuable. Yeah, you make people look good. That Just because you're not saving lives doesn't mean that you're not valuable. You, As hair and makeup artists, we can have such an amazing impact on our clients. We can make them feel and look amazing. And that is good for so many reasons, for mental health, for confidence, 
but we seem to give so much to everyone else and we don't seem to get that support back. Um, so I just believe that we're mostly underrepresented and undervalued because there's just a lack of confidence there. And I believe that that is a reoccurring theme as women. It's really hard for us to step into a space where we feel brave enough to say what we need and what we want and what we, you know, what we want to get paid. And there just isn't enough support, hence why I wanted to set up the vibe in the first place, because we should be empowering one another, not attacking one another. And, you know, that particular company that you're talking about, there's been several uh, companies that have done that now, and we are actually paying them to be on their directory, which is just insane. So we're paying them thinking that we're going to get support and they throw us under the bus by basically saying we're not valuable or not worth it. So off the back of that, I wanted everybody to kind of read that and spark a little fire and go, you know what, actually, I've had enough of this and what I do is important. How I make people feel is important. How I make people look is also important. And my time is valuable, I'm valuable, and I am going to charge what I charge, and I'm going to embrace my job and celebrate my job and celebrate myself, because no other person in the industry is better than the other. We are all doing a job, we all have the same goal, which is to make our client feel amazing, and we are part of that. So why should we be overlooked? And it's just a theme that keeps coming up time and time again, that I won't stop shouting about, to be honest. It's funny, every time something like this comes out in on social media, people, it's like the amount of messages I get, it's like, Mom! <laughs> it is. It's true. Um, I think you described that beautifully, and that's why I asked you, because I tend to just go on the rant. <laughs> but I know that, like, really what I want to say is what you just said. That's kind of how I want to say it but it ends up just coming out like blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I think, you know what, the tip I've got for that, because I want you to express yourself and be authentic. And it's the message that you're sharing is actually important for your clients to know as well. Um, because if we can educate people enough about what we do and why we love what we do and the impact that we have, that is incredibly magnetic. And it, it, it educates people so that they can see our value. The annoying thing is, I feel like we're constantly having to justify ourselves. So because of that, it comes across as incredibly emotional, whether that be, uh, you know, sadness, anger. Um, so the best piece of advice I've got, if you've got something to say, either I'll say it for you, no problems, or take a step back, write down everything that you want to say in that emotional state, sleep on it, and then put it, re-put that together in a way that feels informative and educational. Um, and then you can still kind of educate people and get your point across without it feeling charged, emotionally charged. Talking about the, the impact that we have on clients and brides, but I've had brides say to me that um, one of their favourite parts of their wedding day was the getting ready, was the hair and makeup, because it was so relaxing and it was the pampered time and it was just, you know, all the buzz before, like, they're getting ready. And it is, like, it's such an intimate part of the wedding day. It's really important to have someone there that, first of all, knows what they're doing. And second of all, has, like, the right energy. I agree. And as, you know, I'm married and I would agree that actually one of my favourite parts of the day was getting ready. Getting ready with my girlmates and putting the music on and dancing and having a laugh. And I would almost argue that it was probably better than the actual ceremony. I hope your husband doesn't listen to this. <laughs> it was so 
much fun. And if you are listening to this, Mike, I love you, but I preferred the wedding morning. Apologies, but also no. What about the wedding night? <laughs> oh, if you want a quick story, if you want me to share some more dirty laundry, I can. The wedding so <laughs> I need to hear this. I've not heard this. It was a freaking disaster. Okay, so I got absolutely battered on my wedding night, so much so that. I, they had to put me in a taxi or put me and my husband in a taxi. It's not all about me, although it feels that way sometimes, but, uh, put me and my husband in a taxi to the hotel. I got out of the taxi, completely left my, my phone, my purse, everything just left in the taxi, got up to the hotel, vomited all over the bathroom floor, managed to get into bed. Um, I can openly say that there was no consummation of the marriage because I was, I mean, absolutely, if he did try, that would have not been very good for anybody. Um, so I woke up the next morning and was like, oh my God, I don't actually remember getting home. Why are there chunks on the bathroom floor? Uh, where is my phone? It was a shit show the actual day itself was absolutely fantastic but that the end of that night I just got so excited and was just on such a high that I just drunk too much and just got absolutely battered um, and then the taxi driver bless him like dropped around my stuff the next morning to the hotel and uh yeah what what a wild embarrassing evening but what a story <laughs> I love that story that's amazing thank you for sharing that intimate detail <laughs> I'm sorry if anybody's listening to this thinking maybe before that story you're thinking wow this business coach sounds <laughs> <laughs> she sounds like she's got her shit together um I can tell you that on that wedding night there was no shit together at all uh but we're human, okay? We're human beings. We make mistakes. Actually, I don't really see it as a mistake. I had a really good night regardless. Um, you know, I just, my liver didn't thank me. Um, but back to what you're saying, perhaps that's why the wedding morning was 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 great. I wasn't pissed. So I, I remember the wedding morning <laughs> and I remember it being great. Oh, I love that story. Um, do you ever see yourself going down another career path? Well, you've probably seen this from what I've been sharing within the community anyway, but I've just finished my Reiki training. Um, this is also another hilarious thing about me as a human being is I am a walking, talking Jekyll and Hyde. I will either be throwing up in a bathroom or I will be healing someone with my hands. It, you just never know what you're going to get. Um, and for a long time, I... Um, used to really struggle with that kind of like all or nothing type energy that I have but I actually believe that it's that energy that has got me to where I am today hence why I'm just embracing it and telling you everything but do I see another career path yes I definitely think I'm going to be embracing more wellness holistic approaches to wellness whether that be uh, helping with mental health physical health with Reiki more retreats. Um, I've just started doing sound healing, basically on just a big wellness healing journey. Um, and I think that that actually works really well alongside running a business because when we run a business, we forget about looking after ourselves. You know, we often experience a lot of burnout. Um, you know, we're working so hard that we forget to look after ourselves. 
And so I actually think that the two of those things can, can go harmoniously together. Um, so yeah, definitely more of a wellness journey. But Lauren, who knows? We could be having a chat in five years' time and maybe I'm a baker. I just don't know. <laughs> it's life amazing in that, you know, it's going to throw curveballs and, you know, God knows what. Who knows what I'm going to be doing in the future? But um, I'm ready for it. I'm excited. I love that you've got such a um, free-spirited outlook on that. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think it's very difficult when we are... Do you know why that happened? And I'm going to bring it back to fertility again. I thought that was my path. I thought, you know what? I'm going to move to Essex. My business is going great. Um, it could be better, but it's, it's going well. Um, I'm going to have a baby, though, anyway. So it doesn't really matter if I don't focus on the business because I'm going to be a mum. And when I couldn't do that, I was like, what the hell? This was not in the plan. Like, what the hell am I going to do now? Um, and I think that's why I'm so open to things now, because life doesn't always pan out the way you expect it to. Your business doesn't either. Um, and I think I use humour a lot because I just think we've just got to enjoy the ride. You know, it's, it's going to be hard at times, but as long as you stay true to who you are, you've got a good support network you can do anything. Um, so, you know, maybe I will be baking in, in five years' time. And if I am baking, Lauren, I will send you some cupcakes. Don't you worry. Um, but, yeah, I, <laughs> I'm open and free-spirited because it's a better way for me to embrace life and to embrace the twists and turns that are inevitably going to be coming my way. Amazing. Um, so let's – you actually mentioned it there, but let's talk a bit more about mindset because you're, I know you're really into the woo-woo stuff. We call it woo-woo, but it's like, you know, it's just a good name for it, isn't it? Um, how do you feel that working on your mindset has helped your business and life? I feel like we've kind of already answered this question, but maybe just sum it up in a nutshell. So for me, working on my mindset has, has literally changed my life and my business. It's given me the tools I need to be able to deal with twists and turns, failures, growth. Um, and mindset itself isn't actually woo-woo. There's, you know, it's, it's, it's I say woo-woo because, I mean, I bloody love a crystal and a tarot card. You know, that is a bit woo-woo and a bit out there. But, you know, the mindset aspect with expressing gratitude and having these wonderful rituals of self-care is an absolute game changer, especially in today's society where we'll bring it back to your original question of, you know, why do we think we're underrepresented and undervalued? It's because we have been told to be a certain way all our lives as women. And we've also been told to run our business in a certain way in order to succeed. Whereas when you strip everything back and you get back to mindset and you get back to the bare bones of who you are, you're able to manage things in a better way. You're able to validate yourself empower yourself um and there's nothing more magnetic or powerful than that I just think it life doesn't have to be I mean I'm saying this from an incredibly privileged position and I know that there'll be some people listening to this going I haven't had the same start in life um you know I've come from you know a working class family and I've been able to been fed and I've gone to school you know but I still feel like me getting in touch with who I am and working on expressing gratitude just for the simple things in, in life. The fact that I'm chatting here with you now, the fact that I'm working from home today, I'm getting paid to work from home today. Expressing gratitude is incredibly empowering and 
it only helps you to look for more things to be grateful for. And I think on a subconscious level, that is where growth happens as a business owner, but also in a personal in a personal level as well. You start attracting the right people into your life, you start attracting the right opportunities into your life. And I'm not just saying this as, oh, you sit down and you write down what you want and it happens. That is not how woo works. There has to be action off of the back of that. But getting in touch with your mindset and expressing the gratitude and going on this self-care journey allows you to have the tools and the confidence to go after those goals and, and those opportunities that if you maybe didn't work on yourself prior to that, you may not have been able to embrace those opportunities that come your way. Um, so I think it goes hand in hand with not only personal growth, but business growth. Good answer. Um, if you only had to choose one self-care activity, what would it be? <sighs> Having a bath. I know. I know that you're maybe flabbergasted really? by that answer because Ooh. I'm like, I love Reiki. I love sound healing. Blah, blah, blah. But honestly, the single best thing that I find incredibly healing and incredibly like just wonderful is either having yeah a really lovely hot bath, lighting a candle, immersing myself in water, or taking a, a warm shower and literally just like washing away the the literal shit the energetic shit of the day. Um, and, and I just find having a bath just so great, like metaphorically speaking, in terms of like literally washing away everything that no longer serves you, but also just the physical feeling of being in water. I just love. Yeah. What is yours, Lauren? What's your, what's your self-care like ritual? Um, I would honestly say like skincare. Yeah. I love like I I could not go to sleep at night without doing my skincare I couldn't, I couldn't sleep I wouldn't be able to go to bed but is that that's class to self-care isn't it of course it is yeah anything that you're doing for yourself that feels good is self-care it hasn't got to be like this out there woo woo stuff it can just be as simple as having a bath or spending that time doing your skincare because you're you're spending that time for yourself it's almost like quite deeply meditative when you're you know picking your products and you're massaging them in and that is a, a beautiful ritual also really handy that you say that as a hair and makeup artist because you know that's a really simple thing that you can encourage your clients to do and it just gives them that that ultimate feeling of indulgence which is yeah. amazing like in my opinion I mean maybe I am coming from a like you say privileged place I honestly don't think there's any like excuse for not putting like moisturizer on or just washing your face. It doesn't have to be complicated. Yeah. You know, it doesn't have to be like a nine step skincare regime that you see like online people doing. It can just literally be a wash and a moisturizer. It can be as simple as that. Yeah. But like, I just don't think there's any excuse. I'm sorry. Like maybe that's controversial, but it's like, it's like putting on deodorant or like brushing your teeth. I just think it's like a non-negotiable <laughs> yeah all the dried up prunes listen to this going oh no you know I should put on moisturizer and you are absolutely right I, but you know what off the back of that I think it can be and this is why some people are also reluctant to indulge in the woo-woo the spiritual the mindset stuff is some people lack so much confidence and uh value in themselves that maybe even doing something as simple as skincare 
can actually feel really difficult because maybe they don't feel deserving of that time, that space, that energy. Yeah, and you that... make me feel really bad for saying that. No, no, no I don't mean, to make you, don't mean to make you feel bad. But what... <laughs> you witch. The back of this is we, knowing how good that that makes you feel, you should make it your mission to help and empower people to implement that aspect into their lives because you know how good it feels for you and you know how much of an impact that can have on your well-being, your mindset, you know, the way you look as well, 10 out of 10, by the way. That's <laughs> you know, Thanks, you, you have the power to share that. You actually could, I don't know why I'm just turning this into a business coaching session now, but... <laughs> You just can't help yourself. <laughs> I can't. I can't help myself. But you have the power to empower someone else to create that time and space for them to want to do that for themselves. And that's why I do what I do. Because if someone can look at the way that I run my business, the way that I show up, it might just be the the thing that they need to go, that's really inspiring and I want to do that and I'm going to try doing that as well to see if it works for me. It's exactly the same, even on a really small scale in terms of just skincare. And, you know, to you, it isn't just skincare. It is a, a well-being ritual, and, and that could have a massive impact on someone else as well. So um, you're welcome for all of the content ideas that are going to be coming your way. Yeah, everyone is welcome. If anyone, I mean, I think there's two two people that listen to this, me mom and probably my best friend. <laughs> Stop it. You are doing brilliantly. This will explode, I promise. Let's hope so. And I'll become a famous podcaster. Um, yes. So, yeah. So, any final words of wisdom? Actually, I am going to do a quick fire round after this with you. But yes. apart from that, any words of final words of wisdom? <laughs> words of wisdom from me. Get I mean, comfy. I think you've given, you've given yes. so many. Like, <laughs> sometimes. I do these things not to blow my own trumpet here but I do sometimes feel like a freaking oracle I literally I'm saying things and I'm like I might just grow a beard and put on a wizard hat already because I just feel like I'm just saying some absolute corkers I'll probably listen to this back Lauren and go no 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 you idiots like you know but at the time it feel it's coming from a really heart-centered space like I'm saying it because I mean it and I really hope that whoever's listening to this will go thank you, I got something out of this, like, you know, whatever. But words of wisdom, uh, get comfortable with being uncomfortable because life is going to be uncomfortable at times. We can't avoid it. Um, and if you can get comfortable with being uncomfortable, you will see exponential growth because if you can overcome a small thing such as carving out that time to do your skincare who knows what else you're capable of carving out and capable of doing, you know, start small, things are going to be uncomfortable, but you overcome them. And that is, you can give yourself your own confidence and own empowerment by challenging yourself to, to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Um, so yeah, I hope that's, I hope that, you know, should I put my wizard hat back on? Was that good? <laughs> that is perfect. I feel like you need a, what, what's the female equivalent of a wizard? A good witch? Yeah, I was going to say a, a witch. A good, which is, a good witch, I, yeah. I was going to have a business called Wellness Witch, but we veto, veto that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, 
yeah, there needs to be a female, but if anyone's listening to this and you know what it is, please let us know. Yeah. Um, I do a Google search as you ask me my quick fire questions. Yeah, quick fire questions. Actually, this is probably quite good because you're going to be subconsciously answering them instead of thinking about them too much. Yeah. Um, lipstick or lip gloss? Lipstick. How long does it take you to do your makeup? Five minutes. How often do you wash your makeup? Brushes. Gosh. Makeup. Brushes. No, I would say, so I probably use my brushes three or four times and then I wash them with washing up liquid. I don't, I actually suffer with blocked pores. I mean, you can probably see my blackheads from where you are. And so I, <laughs> I know I need to wash them like, every few uses basically i would love to hear what some other people say i really would yeah um and natural babe or full glam goddess you already know the answer to that question babe all the way but still love a full glam goddess too yeah you appreciate both all the aspects of makeup don't you um so yeah thank you so much zoe it's been like awesome um thank you for all of your words of wisdom I think if there's any hair and makeup artists specifically listening to this I think there's like so many valuable tips mental health and business tips that people can take away from this so thank you so much um and yeah that's been me Lauren Garford and Zoe and Zoe do you want to share your um Instagram handle with everyone Yep. Um, firstly, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate you asking me to do this today. Um, and my Instagram handle is at thevibe.education. And my inbox is always open if you've got any questions. And also, uh, a female wizard is called an enchantress, sorceress, or witch. So, there you go. <laughs> oh. No. I like enchantress. So thank do I. you so much, Zoe, the enchantress. <laughs> I'm going to going forward. <laughs>